Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your boy, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as Sportswire Radio, the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. I also hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode and all the podcast episodes that you guys listen to. Uh, Really quickly, just want to send my thoughts and prayers to all the people who... um, uh, down in Florida and other parts down south that uh, from the effects of the hurricane and uh, hope that people out there are safe and that they're healthy. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, here at the Hockey Podcast Network, um, and especially here at Devil State of Mind, send our uh, thoughts and prayers to all of them. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to say that, uh, but this podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You guys know the deal already. If you want to get in on these huge cash prizes that DraftKings has to offer, go sign up for DraftKings right now. Use our promo code THPN. And as always, tell them that Neil Villapiano sent you. Also, a big shout out to our other sponsors at Raycon. When you go and check out and get your awesome wireless earbuds or headphones, make sure to use our promo code THPN to get 15% off your purchase. Make sure you do that. And again, that is THPN for both of them. And again, a big shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook as well as Raycon for sponsoring the Devil's State of Mind podcast and everybody here at the Hockey Podcast Network. 
it has been a while since you guys have heard uh, my voice. Uh, the last episode that I posted came out about two weeks ago, uh, back on September 19th. And so uh, I'm sure some of you might be wondering, where have I been? Why have I been so quiet uh, of late? Well, Part of it is obviously that I wanted to take a tad bit of a break from just podcast recording and just doing some other stuff. Um, as you guys know, and I've mentioned it before, I now am in charge of three different podcasts uh, here with Amaze Media Labs, and I do a bunch of other stuff like writing and also contributing to other YouTube and podcast stuff as well. So I'm obviously a very, very busy individual, but I will tell you guys this. Devil State of Mind podcast is my baby. It is the biggest reason that uh, I've been able, I've been so fortunate to be able to do so many different things. It has helped me so much. And I will always make this my highest priority because hockey is my number one sport and the Devils are my number one team. And I love talking to you guys. And as I mentioned before, you guys are the reason that this podcast is so popular, that we get 100 plus downloads an episode, that we continue to be one of the highest listened to podcasts on the network, all that stuff. You guys are the reason. And I get so many people from all over the world that listen to my podcast. And I greatly appreciate your guys' support 100%. It means the freaking world to me. It really, really does. And I will continue to put out the best content I can and continue to do this as again we are into season four of the devil state of my podcast and it has been one hell of a ride but yeah i wanted to take a little bit of break and if you follow the devil state of mind podcast on twitter at devil state and also on instagram at devil state of mind as well as my personal um social medias uh twitter is at uh t-h-e-n-v-p-s-h-o-w and my personal instagram is n-v-p-q-b-11 you will have noticed last week that I was on vacation and I was in Toronto, Canada. Yes, it was the first time in my life that not only did I get a chance to go to Canada, but it was the first time in my life I was outside of the United States. Uh, and obviously, some people say, well, you know, you're on the same continent. And while that is true, it is a completely different country and it is a different experience. And I was there um, from Monday to about Thursday. Um, and I took the train from New York to Toronto, which is about a 13-hour uh, train ride. So it's uh, it's pretty long if you're not a big fan of riding trains and seeing all the scenic uh, stuff. Because I think if you fly to Toronto, it's only like an hour, hour and a half, almost two hours from New York to or New Jersey to uh, Toronto. But I wanted to take the train to experience that. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And I really loved my time in Toronto, even though it was very short. Um, got a chance to go to the Rogers Center, home of the Toronto Blue Jays, and see the Yankees play. Um, and I got a chance to see Aaron Judge hit home run number 61. So that was kind of a special memory for me. So I got a chance to check out that. I also did obviously go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. It was one of the highest things on my list. I got a chance to take a picture with the Stanley Cup. I have pictures of the Devils Championship um, rings that are on the, the original cup itself. I took pictures of a lot of stuff that involves the Devils, which is uh, which is huge for me. But it was uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame was everything I could have expected and could have wanted and more. I mean, it's a phenomenal place. And if you just happen to be in that area, I would highly recommend, if you're a hockey fan, highly recommend that you go check that out. 
I also did get a chance to experience a uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, preseason game. They played on Wednesday last Wednesday night uh, against the Montreal Canadiens. That was kind of a cool experience for me. So it was my first ever um, game that was in Canada. And what was great about it is that it was also uh, the year uh, on the specific um, date which was uh, what, October, sorry, September 28th, um, was the anniversary of the 72 Summit Series game number eight, in which Canada won with Paul Henderson scoring that game-winning goal to help Canada win that Summit Series against the uh, the Soviet Union. And they had some of uh, some of the guys that were there. Paul Henderson was there. Ken Dryden was there. Serge Savard. Several big-time guys that were a part of that team. Not everybody, but a big a good amount of them. So it was a really, really cool experience um, to uh, to be there for that type of anniversary. Um, and the game was pretty good. Montreal ended up winning uh, 3-0. Uh, so that was kind of a fun experience. I did get to see uh, Uri Slavkovsky play, although he really didn't do much of anything and neither did anyone else on the uh, Canadians. But nonetheless, it was a great experience. I really, really enjoyed my time. And uh, I want to thank everybody who you know, helped me enjoy my time there in Toronto. It was a great experience. And so, yeah, I wasn't um, doing any podcast recording. I was doing very little social media stuff because, again, I wanted to really enjoy my time while I was in um, I was in Toronto. But I definitely tried my best to still watch the preseason games that the Devils played. Uh, I certainly watched the highlights as well so I could kind of give you guys the most up-to-date that I can. And uh, I know I'm a little bit late also on recording this episode, getting it out. Um, you know, this obviously will come out later on here on this uh, Monday, the uh, October 3rd. Uh, but nonetheless, I appreciate your guys' patience and understanding. And uh, I will slowly but surely get back into the workflow and get you guys that content. Like I said, new episodes Mondays and Thursdays. You guys can get the most up-to-date information involving your New Jersey Devils. So that I just kind of wanted to first explain where I've been, why I've been so quiet, um, and everything like that. Uh, again, the last episode that we recorded was an interview with uh, the hockey writers Christy Flannery which was a great episode. And thank you guys so much for the support and checking out that episode and all the episodes that I do here uh, for the Double State of Mind podcast. But this is the first time that I really get to sit and talk about training camp. Uh, and obviously in the last two weeks, uh, a lot has happened and uh, we're going to quickly, we're going to do our best to really get up to speed with everything you know, recap the games that the Devils have already played in the preseason, what to look forward to in the next couple of games. Uh, I'm recording this, like I mentioned, on Monday, October 3rd. So this will come out later on. This episode will come out later on uh, this morning, early afternoon. And uh, there is a game tonight. The Devils are at home, their final home game of the preseason when they take on the Boston Bruins tonight. I'm actually considering going to this game. Uh, just to say that I went to a preseason game, even though it's it's just preseason, nonetheless, um, you know, tickets are cheap and all that stuff. So I, I think there's a good chance I might go. We shall see what happens with that. But getting all that out of the way, as I mentioned before, we have a bunch to talk about. So we're going to recap um, the Devils first four preseason games, talk about what I saw in each game and, you know, what I liked. We're also going to talk about just in general, what I've seen from some of the guys and uh, what certain guys have really stood out to me so far in this preseason. We are going to talk about Nico Heischer because there was uh, big news that came out last Thursday 
um, that could play, uh, that could be a big factor, especially early on in the season, something that we don't want to deal with. And then we'll also quickly talk about the first round of cuts that uh, the Devils had to make for training camp. Uh, some guys who were signed to, assigned to Utica and also some guys that were signed to their junior slash European teams as well. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. And there's so many different opportunities out there because hockey is, as I always say, a magical, unpredictable sport. You never know what type of game you're going to get. You might get a couple of opportunities here and there, but with matchups like even the big events, like the Winter Classic that's coming up, or any of these outdoor games, all-star games, big matchups against the defending cup champion Colorado Avalanche, and so much more, DraftKings, as always, is giving you huge opportunities to get major cash prizes. If that wasn't enough, excitement you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, TBPN, or TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So we'll kick things off with, like I just mentioned before, recapping the first four games for the Devils in the preseason. The Devils go into Monday night's preseason game with an impressive record of three and one. They have played relatively well. There's been a lot of good things. There's also been some things that can be concerning, but again, it isn't the full team and it's still training camp. So if we're making these mistakes now and then not making them in the regular season, that's all that's all fine and dandy, right? So anyway, let's talk about what the Devils have done. So the first game was a week ago, last Monday, uh, against the Montreal Canadiens in Montreal. And the Devils ended up coming away with a 2-1 to victory in Montreal for the Canadiens to get their first win of the preseason. Blackwood, this was his first time we had seen him since he got hurt last year. He looked really, really sharp. It was very, very nice to see. Uh, Graham Clark who you guys know I've been a big fan of for a couple of years now, got himself the game-winning goal. He's actually had a relatively decent training camp. I don't think he'll probably end up making the team, but uh, he certainly is definitely catching some more eyes from Devils management and the organization as a whole. Devils got themselves a nice win. Uh, Jesper Bratt made a nice feed in front to Tomas Tatar to get the Devils' first goal. And uh, we'll talk about Tatar a little bit more, which is uh, because it's important considering that he's a guy that could be on the bubble when it comes to uh, being an everyday player in the lineup, considering all the depth that we have and a lot of the young players that we have. But 
nonetheless, the Devils were able to get themselves a nice, close two-to-one win. That goal by Graham Clark came late in the third period. So, you know, hey, look, you're going to take it the way you're going to take it. And even though the Devils didn't score on the power play, you could definitely see, you know, with Andrew Burnett now being in charge, you can got to see the Devils being a little bit more aggressive, which is what you want to see at the end of the day from your power play. So, and again, you're not seeing the full team. So that's kind of, you know, it's it's hard to tell. Uh, maybe by the time we get to like the second to last or last preseason game, you know, you'll have a good amount of the regulars that are going to be in there. And maybe we'll get a full, a much clearer picture of, um, of what the team's going to look like in all facets of the game. But nonetheless, Devils get a two to one win. The most significant thing though, was that the fact that Nico Heischer exited the game early and the Devils said that he was dealing with cramps and they wanted to take him out for precautionary reasons. And I mentioned this because this is going to be very important later on in this episode when we discuss Nico Heischer's situation a little bit further, because unfortunately it's a lot more complicated than just cramps, but you'll have to stay tuned for that part. But again, Devils get a two to one win in Montreal to kick off the preseason. Very next night at home at the rock, a game a preseason game number two against the New York Islanders. And this was the first time that we really got to see a top line that I think is going to be a lock when this season starts. And that is the line of Alexander Holtz, Jack Hughes, and Andre Pilat. Because even in practice, a lot of people have talked about that these guys are playing so well together and that they have a lot of chemistry just early on, especially with Pilat. You know, he hasn't even played a, a full regular season game yet with the Devils, but he definitely looks like he's ready to make a major contribution to this team. And we already know about Alexander Holtz. This is a big year for him. He has to make the team. And he looks like right now, from everything that I've heard, that basically his position on the team is his to lose at this point. Like he has to really fall off for him not to make the team. That it feels like now there's like a 95% chance that he makes the team. And not only that, he could jump right into that top line with Jack Hughes and Andre Pilat. So this line is definitely definitely impressive i mean they got a, some, a couple of points jack hughes got a goal you know i loved it and what i loved about the jack hughes goal was that andre Pilat was um right behind the islanders net kind of to the right of it and he was getting pressured by two islander players and i think last year if he wasn't you know because of his stature last year he wasn't as strong he probably would have lost that puck but you could tell that he's a lot stronger and willing to get into those dirty areas he was able to get the puck kind of do a backhand pass to jack hughes who just kind of tapped it on the one timer and scored i mean it was just a it's definitely like a small thing that you can see that Jack, that uh, Alexander Holtz has improved and gotten a lot better. He's more aggressive with his shooting. He just wants to shoot the puck. And that's all we can ask for a guy like Alexander Holtz. Uh, but yeah, that whole line, the H2O line is it's coming very quickly becoming the nickname of uh, certainly a line that uh, I think we're all excited to see. You know, especially in the regular season and obviously also some more in the uh, in the preseason with a couple more games left to go. Uh, Eric Halla, he made his Devils debut. I really, really like him on that third line. Him being in charge of that third line, regardless who's with it, you could just see how they feed off of him. They He played really, really well. He got himself a nice goal uh, late in the third period to make it 4-1. to one. I really, really like how he's fit in with this team. His speed and also his experience, I think, really, really is very valuable to a lot of the young players on the team. So I really am happy that we were able to get him and get him for, you know, Pavel Zaka. But again, we'll see how things progress once we get into the regular season. But he looks good uh, so far in the preseason. And 
I will just say this. The top defensive pairing for this team has to be Dougie Hamilton and Yoda Siegenthaler. I know that Ryan Graves was traded and brought here to be on that top pairing with, uh, with Dougie Hamilton, but you could just see how, you know, Dougie's a lot more of the offensive guy. Siegenthaler is one of the best defensive defensemen in the NHL. And if you have that as your top pairing, it's going to be really, really good. They have really good chemistry together. They feed off of one another and everything just seems to work so smooth smoothly when they're both playing together. So I really, really would like to hope that that's the top defensive pairing going into the season because they they play really, really well together. You know, and Dougie Hamlin got himself a goal. Siegenthaler got himself a couple of pluses on the plus minus, um, you know, stat line. So all in all, it was very, very good. And the biggest thing, again, talking about the goaltending, Vanacek made his Devils debut and was very, very solid. I mean, he looks very comfortable in net, and the Devils seemed to feed off of him. They weren't really making him get peppered with shots. They were kind of, you know, when he needed to make a save, he did. And I think that that was a big thing. And again, I know it's preseason and all that stuff, but just seeing these type of things happening makes you feel more confident in the team, makes you feel better. And especially now, you know, Devils 2-0 in the preseason, getting themselves some wins. They'd scored six goals, giving up just two with both Blackwood and Venecek each playing well. You can't help but feel pretty good about that. So Devils with an impressive home victory to move to 2-0 and out in the preseason. And then we shift to uh, last Thursday's game at the Garden against the Rangers. Devils came away with another impressive victory. This one winning 5-2 with an empty netter. The biggest negative by far in that game was the fact that both goals the Rangers scored came via shorthanded. And uh, it was just a situation where too many turnovers in the offensive zone leading to the Rangers getting a chance and obviously scoring. And you're hoping that these hiccups are not something that we're, we're going to have to worry about once the season starts. Um, but especially it's a good learning lesson for a lot of the young guys, especially on the defensive core that need to obviously, you know, figure this out a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, it, that was the frustrating part. But other than that, again, the Devils looked really, really good, especially on the offensive side. Dougie Hamilton having another big game. And you're hoping that. Now that Dougie's had a full season here in his first uh, finishing his first year in New Jersey with a new team, he's more comfortable with everything that's going on and now can get back to a level that we're all hoping for where he has the potential, potential, I'm just going to, with a capital P, to maybe become a Norris Trophy candidate. I mean, that's the way that, I, that's the expectation that we all have with him being our top defensive, uh, our top defenseman straight up. So yeah, I mean, I'm, he really, really looked good in that game, and he's looked good overall in the preseason. Nate Bastion, what I loved about his goal is that he used the body, and then he was able to kind of flip it to the outside over Shesterkin and in, and it was just kind of one of those things where you could see how Nate Bastion is even more aggressive getting into the offensive zone. And for him being that fourth liner and a guy who scored over 10 goals and had himself arguably his best year of his career, he's coming off of that. He has even more confidence, and so he's becoming a more valuable part to that bottom six that we need with him being a big body on the power play, which, again, I hope – the Devils use him on the power play in that big net front presence, I think would be very, very important. And with him scoring some goals like that, I mean, you know, the, the sky's the limit for Nate Bastion, right? And it's it's really great that they, we were able to get him back from Seattle. Obviously, he got cut, but still, we'll take him nonetheless. 
Uh, Eric Halla, another good game. He ended up getting himself an empty netter, which he scored it from three quarters of the ice. I mean, he, we were in our own zone and he just fired it down, which you you guys know, us being Devils fans watching this team, we're not used to seeing that. So maybe, hopefully, um, we can start getting some more empty net goals at the end of the game and holding on to these leads. Tomas Tatar got himself another goal. He is looking very confident. Um, you're hoping for him specifically he can translate that to the regular season because he had a really, really disappointing first year and really looked like he uh, lost a step. And this is the final year of his two-year deal that he signed with us. And he's a guy that, you know, he's on the bubble when it comes to being an everyday player, especially like I mentioned before with the young guys that we have coming up. And, I, you know, we've talked about before, you know, forward lines. Could I see Tomas Tatar and Andreas Janssen, um, you know, playing every day? It's tough to say. It's tough to say. It was easier to say that last year, but now with how much depth we have, a lot of young guys competing for spots, it's very difficult, very difficult. Uh, Vitek Vanacek was in net um, because Blackwood was sick and he wasn't able to play. So Vanacek got the, got the start, and he actually played the entire game and was – very good. Honestly, again, it was very, very solid. If this is the type of consistent performances we're going to get from Vitek Vanacek, we are going to finally be able to say that we have consistent, decent goaltending. And I think that's a really, really big thing. Um, and now with Jonathan Bernier at least practicing, and although he doesn't look great uh, from some of the scrimmages that we've seen, um, you know, you're hoping that maybe you have three strong um, goaltenders. And Blackwood has looked strong, and we'll talk about him a little bit more in just a moment. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it was another really, really good performance from our goaltending. Offense came alive and got ourselves a win to move to 3-0 and in the preseason, which I think is uh, just really big. I, I know, again, that these games don't count, but at the same time, getting yourself these wins despite who's ever playing and, you know, continuing to win these games is good for a young team trying to learn more and more how to win so that we can be consistent with it and obviously, you know, make noise in the Eastern Conference and the NHL. So then we shift over to the most recent played preseason game, which was last Friday, a two to one, unfortunate loss, tough loss, more or less the way I put it uh, against the Rangers at home. Mackenzie Blackwood was unreal in this game. He was absolutely unreal. He stopped 35 of the 37 shots he faced. Uh, the Devils really didn't produce a whole lot offensively, and they allowed way too many grade A opportunities in the slot. This was by far the worst game the Devils played. And the fact that they had a lead at one point and they still almost won the game anyway, I think shows a lot about Blackwood being strong in the defensive core, you know, making some plays. Um, but yeah, the Devils ended up losing this one. It was a tough one to give the Devils their first loss of the preseason. But again, you know, these are learning things that you're going to have to um, understand. And again, the H2O line of Holtz, Hughes, and Palat has been really, really good. And I really think that this should be the top line going into the season. I really do. And I'm excited to see what they can do more in this preseason and certainly once we get into the regular season. So I'm I'm really excited, especially for Alexander Holtz. Him playing on this top line is going to be awesome. I think this is going to be the opportunity for him to really, really break out and go from being a prospect to one of our top young players on our team every day like Dawson Mercer did last year so yeah it was a tough loss but there were some positives to take away and again if Blackwood and Vanacek are playing this way in the regular season 
we're going to be able to win a lot more games than last year and some and steal some games that maybe in other years we weren't able to do. So there's some positives even from that tough loss. And so that's basically the recap of what the Devils have done through four preseason games. They, had, they currently have three more to go. I mentioned later on tonight their final home preseason game against the Boston Bruins. And then uh, Thursday, they'll be uh, at Be- at the Bel- at Belmont in uh, on Long Island against the Islanders. And then they will wrap up the preseason this upcoming Saturday in Boston against the Bruins. And then 10 days from now, October 13th, Devils will be in Philadelphia to kick off the 2022-23 season. And I'm excited for this season to get underway. I am still contemplating actually going to the first game of the season. All depends on, you know, timing and all that stuff, but I'm looking forward to it. And obviously looking forward to seeing what the Devils can do in these final three, uh, these final three preseason games. Uh, Would I like to see them win at least one more? Yeah, because then finishing the preseason with a winning record, I think would be important for this young team with guys still competing for roster spots. So, so far, I've liked a lot of what the Devils have done. They've made some mistakes here and there, but that's what the preseason is for, to learn, improve, and get ready for a, uh, a very big regular season for the New Jersey Devils. So now we shift to some very unfortunate news that involves our captain, Nico Heischer. So uh, on Thursday afternoon, last Thursday, the Devils announced that Nico Heischer was diagnosed with a hamstring strain and would be reevaluated in 10 days, which now it's six days, October 9th will be uh, when he's reevaluated and see where he goes. So it's very unfortunate because obviously you want to try to remain as healthy as possible going into the regular season. We need everybody, including Nico Heischer, especially him coming off his best year since his rookie year and the opportunity for him to uh, to really, really take his game to another level going into the season. It's very unfortunate because he's also dealt with several injuries so far and is still very young career. And um, I had tweeted this out and I was very honest about it. What really irritates me about the Devils and the way that they do things when it comes to injuries and stuff is they make it seem very, very uh, not a big deal. And then later on, we find out it's much worse than we thought. So a good example, there's two good examples of this. Several years ago when Mike Camilleri was on the team, you know, he was dealing with a lower body injury, but the Devils didn't make it seem like it was that big of a deal and that he would eventually come back. Well, months went by and we were hearing nothing. And eventually we found out he had something like a knee injury and was out the rest of the year. And it was like, all right, whatever. Uh, Taylor Hall had that um, in his second to last year with the team where he got hurt and just lingered on and on. And he never came back. And then we had the whole fiasco with um, with Miles Wood last year. Right. They said bumps and bruises after he got hurt in the second preseason game. And it took him. He basically was out the whole year. He played like two games, but he just wasn't healthy. And again, they they didn't let us know until late in the year that it was a hip injury. So this is frustrating for Nico because the Devils said that he was dealing with cramps. and They took him out for precautionary reasons. And I look at it and say, you don't take out a guy for precautionary reasons because of cramps. Like it was obviously a lot worse than it was. And it was. And I know it's not like a devastating injury, you know, with a hamstring strain, but it's kind of like another one of those, like, oh, we're already dealing with BS and the season hasn't started yet. Like, I understand however the majority of us are feeling. And it is frustrating that, again, we find out afterwards, oh, it's actually 
much more than just cramps, you know, and in all quotation marks. It's just, it was it's just very frustrating. Um, but again, it's just a strain. It's not necessarily like the end of the world. And again, Nico will be reevaluated on October 9th. So about six days from the time of this recording. So by this time next week, we'll have another idea as to where Nico is. And hopefully it'll be a clear answer and not one of these like, oh, he's he's progressing, blah, blah, blah. Like, I wish the NHL world was more honest with it. The NFL is very much like this. The NBA is very much like just being bluntly honest with what's going on. I don't know why in the hockey world we got to just like lie and not be honest about what's going on. I don't know where this comes from. I don't know if it's just from, you know, decades upon decades or if it's just from tradition or whatever. I don't know. I think it's dumb, but it is what it is. But yeah, Nico Heischer is currently dealing with a hamstring strain and he'll be reevaluated on October 9th. And we'll see if he'll be ready to go for the start of the season. And hopefully it's uh, it's a minor bump in the road here before the season gets underway. So his preseason is basically done. Um, and we hope that uh, he can be back much sooner rather than later. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a story to tell you. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of One Republic, Coldplay, Imagine Dragons, and several other of my favorite, absolutely favorite music bands. And one reason it's been great to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me, I have used a lot of different earphones and things like that over the years, and these are the best. No matter where I move my head or how you know vigorous it might be, they do not budge. Raycon also gives you eight hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. It's phenomenal. Ray Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's just such an unbelievable thing that Raycon offers you. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And there are several different additional awesome features that Raycon has to offer. First and foremost, they have earbud tap functions, making it very easy for you to change volume, to change the song, to shuffle, so many different opportunities. Noise isolation. We know how much a lot of us crave the noise isolation and trying to really focus on what we're listening to. They give you that. And awareness mode helps you understand, well, really, it really does a good job, a phenomenal job, actually, of being aware of where you are, what situation you're in, to turn the volume up or down, depending on where you are. I mean, all of these features are phenomenal at such an affordable price. It is great. I would highly recommend you getting some. And if you are interested, here's what you do. Go to buyraycon.com today and use one of our promo codes, THPN15, TBPN15, or TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's codes THPN15, TBPN15, or TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off your purchase. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15, TBPN15, or TPPN15. Once again, thank you to Raycon, and this is an offer you don't want to miss out on.
Now, the final thing I wanted to quickly mention to you guys here on this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast is the Devils made their first cuts of the preseason, uh, and it came right after the game on Friday against the Rangers. I think the Devils already had made this decision, and they didn't make it public till after the game. So here are the first cuts that we have. So here are the guys that are assigned to the Utica Comets going into the season. Uh, Samuel Laverge, uh, Xavier Perrant, Nolan Stevens, and Garrett Benoit. So those are the guys, those are the forwards that are going to Utica. Defensemen, Jesper Bratt's younger brother, Philip Bratt, and also Jared Gurley. And then the only goaltender is Isaac Poulter. So those one, two, three, four, five, six, those seven guys are uh, already on their way to beginning training camp for the Utica Comets. So those are the guys that are going to be going there. Now, as far as guys that are assigned to the junior European teams, uh, there were four. Goaltender Tyler Brennan is going back to Prince George of the Western Hockey League junior team. Uh, Josh Philman also going back to the WHL. He's going back to the Swift current Broncos. Chase Stillman going back to Peterborough in the OHL. And then Topilus Veland, defenseman who actually had a pretty good camp, a pretty good prospect camp, as well as early on in training camp. Uh, he's going back to Liga, going back to his team, the Pelicans in Liga, which is the top hockey league over in Finland. So those are the first cuts. So about 11 guys ended up uh, getting cut. None of these guys are a surprise cut at all. And we'll see what the next couple of cuts are. I'm not sure exactly when they come. Might be after another preseason game or two. Um, and so we'll see as the roster continues to get trimmed down and we get more of a better idea as to who the Devils roster will be once the 2022-23 season begins. But I'm really happy to be back, guys. I'm excited to be back after a little bit of a hiatus, and I'm looking forward to continuing to give you guys really good content here as we get ready for this upcoming and hopefully very exciting season of New Jersey Devils hockey.